At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead with scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VCNV Sports Betting Network. Sad news in the sports world here on Tuesday as we found out of the passing of the legend, John Madden. 85 years of age, Madden, of course, a legendary coach, took the Raiders to seven AFC championship games, won Super Bowl eleven over the Minnesota Vikings, became a legendary broadcaster, winning 16 Emmys, covering 11 Super Bowls for four different networks, and his legacy will live on forever. Of course, the namesake of the Madden NFL video game franchise over 30, well, I guess it's at 34 years now, and counting new editions of the Madden video game coming out. I played a little Madden today uh, with my nephews. Just uh, It felt like the thing to do. I don't know. Uh, but we remember John Madden and uh, the impact that he has had on the sport of football, and it can—it's just unbelievable uh, what he has meant to this sport, and uh, we will miss him dearly. News just changes every single minute nowadays in the sports world. We find out about COVID cancellations. I mean, I woke up this morning and I found out that UCLA and NC State were not going to play in the Holiday Bowl. Like, think that the day of the game, UCLA pulls out. Hours before kickoff, the announcement was made. They're not playing in this game. 3.30 Eastern time was when UCLA made the announcement. The game was supposed to kick off 8 Eastern time. I feel bad for NC State. Nobody at NC State knew that UCLA was dealing with all these COVID issues. And it's it's it stinks. But this is this is the world we live in right now. We find out about cancellations hours before kickoff. We find about find out about players not playing in games hours before kickoff or tip off or things like that. I mean the Minnesota Timberwolves Yesterday, beat the Boston Celtics, so kudos to them, without all five of their regular starters. And then had to play the second game of a back-to-back against the Knicks, again missing Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell. How are you going to compete? Clearly, they lost to the Knicks. 
And it's crazy how much things change each and every minute. And that's what's going on with Carson Wentz. The Indianapolis Colts quarterback has tested positive for COVID. And he, by the way, is unvaccinated, placed on the COVID-19 list. And immediately, I feel like everyone assumes he's not going to play on Sunday against the Raiders, which would be a huge blow to the Colts. They are fighting for a playoff spot. They've won eight of their last 10 games. They are coming off back-to-back wins against the Patriots and the Cardinals, playing better than anybody right now. And to have to start Sam Ellinger in this game against the Raiders, yeah, it would be a blow to them. The line shifted dramatically with this announcement. As you can see there on your screen, Indy was a seven-point favorite. It goes down to a five, then down to two and a half, then one and a half, and then it starts to creep back up. And you would think, all right, creeps up because maybe people are going to buy in on Indy. As you know, you're taking a seven point favorite, and now all of a sudden we're going to uh, drop them down to one and a half. That's just, that's too much of a drop off. It's not like Carson Wentz is Patrick Mahomes, it's not like he's Tom Brady. You know, you drop them down a couple of points, but the Colts at home with Jonathan Taylor healthy should still win this football game. And maybe you chalk the line movement up to people buying back in on the Indianapolis Colts. But then the line shoots all the way back up to six and a half, to seven. And now you start to ask yourself, why is this line back to where it was originally? And it's because... The NFL has made new rules in regards to COVID availability. The new CDC guidelines reduce the quarantine from 10 days to 5 days for all players. So that's vaccinated or unvaccinated. If... They are asymptomatic or if their symptoms are improving. Carson Wentz tested positive. And so he can still play on Sunday as long as that positive was on Monday and he's asymptomatic and or his symptoms are improving under the new protocols. So you're talking about Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, Saturday, five days. And he can play on Sunday. And so with that assumption that Carson Wentz will be able to play in this game, the line has moved accordingly back to where it was originally. Slight discount. DraftKings has it at six and a half right now. And it was at seven. If Wentz doesn't play then yes, it would be rookie Sam Ellinger uh, would be the quarterback. Or if they don't want to go with Sam Ellinger, they could go with uh, Brett Hundley, who's on their practice squad, or bring in somebody from the outside, which I don't think would happen. But Wentz is the 15th player currently on the list for the Colts. Linebacker Darius Leonard, 
guard Quentin Nelson. And these are the biggest names, right? Rocky Asim, Kari Willis, these are the bigger names here. These are starters that are out. Leonard, Nelson, and Smith were all unvaccinated as of earlier this season. So they're just trying to deal with this situation and if these players can now come back and get ready to play in this game on Sunday. And under the new rules, adjusting the isolation time to five days, they should be able to come back as long as they are asymptomatic. We'll see what happens. But I have a really good feeling that Carson Wentz is going to play in this game. And if he does... Yeah, the spread should stay where the, the 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 spread stays. So looking at the Indianapolis Colts against the Raiders, I think I have to still lean towards the Colts unless Carson Wentz doesn't play. Now, does the fact that he is not practicing all week, does that hurt them? Does that hurt the Colts? Does that hurt Carson Wentz? I actually think it kind of helps him. And think about it this way. We're trying to put a positive spin on all this, right? Carson Wentz has been banged up all season, right? Both ankles injured. He's just been banged up. So now he gets a chance to kind of let his body rest before getting back on the field. It's almost like having another bye week. He, he can benefit from this. And I know there's no contact in practice anyway. He's got the red penny on and whatnot, but still. A little bit of rest here before the game might actually work out to his favor. I mean, we've seen it, right? In the NBA, James Harden spent two weeks on the COVID list or the health and safety protocols, if you will, for the Brooklyn Nets. He returns on Christmas and back-to-back games now, he is just dominating. He had 39 points the other day, just barely missed on a a triple-double. The Christmas Day game, he had 36 points in a triple-double. And he said the break helped him. Right? Rested his body. And I think that that's what could happen here for Carson Wentz. So we'll keep monitoring the situation like we'll do every single day in the NFL to take a look at what teams are affected by COVID opt-outs, not, not, not opt-outs, but COVID uh, players that are on the list and cannot play. But the fact that the NFL has reduced these guidelines, it's huge for players being able to play in the games on Sunday. If they test positive on Monday, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are out for Sunday's game. The Philadelphia Eagles have gone to drastic measures. They have separated quarterbacks Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew. Separate rooms because as cases continue to surge, and especially in the Northeast, they don't want to have a situation where you're losing, multi, you're losing multiple players. You could lose both quarterbacks. I mean, we've seen that, right? One quarterback tests positive. They're in the room together. They're studying together. The other guy tests positive. Or because they're in close contact, they have to be isolated and they're out. But 
by separating the quarterbacks, you can pretty much ensure that if one of them tests positive, the other one will be okay. Quarterback meetings are now being virtual. And Nick Sirianni is not stopping there because offensive coordinator Shane Steichen and the offensive play callers are also in separate rooms. So the quarterbacks will continue to attend practice, but all the meetings will be done virtually and everyone's being kept separate. I got to tell you something. This might be the best thing Nick Sirianni's ever done as the Philadelphia Eagles head coach. I'm Scott Sadenberg. More NFL when we come back here. It's the look ahead here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Look Ahead is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wanted to take a look at the updated odds for week 17 in the NFL. Taking a look at where they open. Taking a look at where we are right now. Let's start with the uh, game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team. I just mentioned the incredible job that I think Nick Sirianni is doing by separating his quarterbacks to ensure that uh, they're going to have at least one of them for the game coming up here on Sunday. Philadelphia opened up at two and a half. It is at three and a half now across the board. The Tampa Bay Bucks at the New York Jets. Tampa Bay opened as an 11-point favorite. They have gone to 13 and a half and to 13 up on DraftKings right now. The Tampa Bay Bucks 12 and a half point favorites at the Jets. The Miami Dolphins, winners of seven straight, Going to Nashville to take on the Titans. 
The Titans at home in this one opened up as a three and a half point favorite. It is three and a half across the board, it looks like, here in Las Vegas. Up on DraftKings, the spread is three in favor of the Titans. The New England Patriots opened up uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Heavy line here, 15 and a half. 15s, I'm seeing a couple of 14 and a halfs on the board, like here at Circa. Uh, 15, 14 and a halfs. It is at 15 and a half up on DraftKings. The Raiders and the Colts, we talked about that one with the news of Carson Wentz. That one opened up at 7.5. It has gone off the board. It went down. It's back up. It went back up. It is uh, 6.5 now up on DraftKings. The Colts at home favored over the Raiders. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. Kansas City opened up as a 4-point favorite. They have gone up to a 5-point favorite now over Cincy. The Chicago Bears... And I just laugh every time I see this because I'm like, the Bears are favored, and they're favored by, like, almost a touchdown. Chicago at home against the Giants. They opened up as a four-point favorite. Line shot up to six. So the Bears are laying six at home against the G-Men. The Buffalo Bills, and they are hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Buffalo was a 13-and-a-half-point favorite to open. There's 14 and a halfs all across the board. 14 up on DraftKings, Buffalo over Atlanta. Ravens and the Rams from Baltimore. The Rams opened up as two and a half point favorites. They went to three and a half. There's actually a four on the board I saw at the Westgate up on DraftKings, three and a half point favorites. The 49ers against the Houston Texans. Now, this is an interesting line as well. The 49ers opened up in this spot as a 15-point favorite. They went down to 12, to 11.5, back up to 12.5, up on DraftKings, a 13-point line. And as of right now, we still don't know the status of quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G suffered a torn ligament and a small fracture in his thumb. His availability for Sunday is up in the air. If he's unable to go, it'll be Trey Lance getting his second career start. So monitor the situation with Jimmy G versus Trey Lance. Right now, the 49ers, 13-point favorites at home over the Texans. The Chargers hosting the Broncos, and L.A. needs a win in the worst way. L.A. opens up as a six-point favorite, down to five and a half, and up on DraftKings, Five-point favorites over the Broncos. The New Orleans Saints, they are at home against the Carolina Panthers. They opened up at seven, down to six and a half now. And how about the Detroit Lions and the Seahawks? This is another one that I'm just laughing at. Seattle actually opened up as nine and a half-point favorites, down to seven everywhere. Seven up on DraftKings, and still, I'm sorry. I'm not laying a touchdown. I don't care that they're at home. I'm not laying a touchdown with this Seahawks team against anybody. Plus, the Detroit Lions are the third best team in the league against the number 10 and 5 against the spread. You go ahead. You go ahead and you lay the points with Seattle. I'll take the points with Detroit. Uh, The Cowboys and the Cardinals, probably going to be the most heavily bet game of the weekend, I would imagine, right? Dallas opened up as a two and a half point favorite. 
that line has gone up to five and a half. And yeah, I think recency bias is going to come into play here because we just saw Dallas blow out Washington. Flat out embarrass them on Sunday Night Football. And the Cardinals, they just keep losing. They were 10-2 and two with the best record in the NFL. They're now 10-5. and five. And it's not just they're losing, but they're losing games that are in primetime, standalone nationally televised games. The eyes are on them, and they're losing. So I definitely think that this line, uh, that's why, because of money coming in on the Dallas Cowboys. Sunday Night Football, it's the Green Bay Packers hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Green Bay opened up at 7. They are at 6.5 right now. And then Monday Night Football, it was the Steelers actually opened up at 1.5. The line is now the Browns minus 3.5. That's a pretty big movement. A lot of people believing in the Browns, not believing in the, uh, not believing in the, Pittsburgh Steelers. That division is going to be a lot of fun over the next two weeks. The picture might clear up on Sunday. But then again, it could get even cloudier. First off, if you're just simply going by this weekend's point spreads and... Maybe it's a little unfair to do that, but let's just go off this weekend's point spreads. The Cincinnati Bengals are an underdog. We're going to give them a loss. The Baltimore Ravens are an underdog. We're going to give them a loss. And then the Browns are favored over the Steelers, so we'll give the Browns a win and the Steelers a loss. That means that you'll have the Bengals at 9 and 7, the Ravens at 8 and 8, the Steelers at 7, 8 and 1, and the Browns at 8 and 8. The Browns would then I believe they lost, let's see, they split with the Ravens and the division record for the Browns would be 2 and 2 would be 3 and 2, Baltimore would lose so the Browns would be in second place then. The Bengals would be in first place at 9-7. and seven. The Browns would be in second place at 8-8 eight and eight going into the final week of the season. We're, again, we're just going off of the point spreads. Not who I think is going to win, not what I think, whatever. Just the point spreads. Then we go to the final week of the season. Bengals versus the Browns. That game, if the Bengals win, they would win the division because they would sit here at uh, 10 and 7, and the Browns would fall to 8 and 9. If the Browns win, they would be 9 and 8, and the Bengals would be 9 and 8. Both teams would have, let's see, the Browns would be in first place. The Browns would win the division because. The Browns would improve to 4-2 and two in the division. The Bengals would fall to 4-2 and two into the division, but it doesn't matter because the Browns would have the head-to-head over the Bengals. So, if the Cleveland Browns win their last two games and they are 9-8, and eight, 
and the Cincinnati Bengals lose their last two, which really would just mean them losing to the Kansas City Chiefs and then losing to the Browns, the Bengals are your division champs. This is assuming that the Steeler, that the Ravens lose and they do not also improve to 9-8. and eight. That's important. Let's go over when we, when we return, and we'll talk to Dave Ross about this. Can the Ravens spoil this picture now for the Cleveland Browns? Because it seems pretty simple for Cleveland to get this thing done. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Percent off a VSIN All Access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also get our daily best bets emails, weekly betting guides, 24 7 video, plus our college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for only $39 at vsin.com slash subscribe. At least every bowl game prior to all the cancellations. And and yes, for me, I wrote up the Arizona Bowl, and it's not happening. So what are you going to do? I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We'll continue the AFC North the discussion, the rest of the NFL as well, and get the insights here from our very own Dave Ross, host of Betting Across America and the Green Zone, as well as First Strike, our combat sports show, all across the network here at VCN. Dave, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Uh, before we get started, um, your yes, thoughts sir. on the passing of the legend John Madden, uh, your, your, maybe your earliest memories of, of Madden. Oh, man. Anything to take away from uh, the, the legendary life of that man? Absolutely, Scott. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, to meet John Madden uh, through my time at Fox. I, I started at the Fox Network back in 1994, showing my age, and it's it, it, it's been like walking down memory lane tonight, uh, seeing all the things on Twitter and social media and just what it meant to me, first of all, before I ever got to Fox and how many Thanksgivings were spent with my family um, because they knew me as a Cowboy fan and Madden for the most part when he's with Pat Summerall on those CBS games. And yeah, he did some Lions games, but he did the predominantly, he did the Dallas Cowboy games. And uh he was a, he was literally a part of our Thanksgiving. I mean, that, that was just the way it was. The family rotated and, and made sure that the Thanksgiving uh, meal came well before the Cowboy game. And I knew at that point I needed sound up. I needed uh, Madden and Summerall in the 90s. And I had to watch my boys. And, and Madden was a huge part of Thanksgiving. He, You know, Scott, it's, it's legend. And, you know, those things get thrown out a lot uh, in sports vernacular. But in our business and broadcasting, um, he, he just – he was as big as the game. There's just not many broadcasters that you would ever say, you know what, I'm going to tune in because that guy's doing the game. That's kind of a lost thing. I think Dick Vitale, to a degree in college basketball, was that guy. John Madden was one of those guys in pro football that it, you didn't – my mom has never been the biggest football fan, but she absolutely laughed when he's saying Traducan and he's bringing out <laughs> six-legged persons and, and, and he's doing all those colloquial things to bring – non-sports fans into your home on Thanksgiving. Think about that, Scott. As big a holiday and a national holiday as it is in the United States, and John Madden was basically a part of it. And he basically made football acceptable for us to sit around and watch 
And now we've added, you know, since Madden has left the booth, and of course the NFL Network's added their game. It just made it acceptable because he made it cool. He made it like a family gathering. And John Madden is really, that's part of Americana, man. And that's something that he did. And he kind of did along with, with Pat Summerall. But really, John Madden was the guy that people wanted to tune in to see. Very well said. Uh, let's talk about your Cowboys, Dave. It's hard to look any more impressive than they did, albeit against the Washington football team on Sunday. <laughs> I think Dak Prescott locked up his comeback player of the year award, uh, even though Joe Burrow tried to take it from him earlier in the day. <laughs> Dak wasn't having any of it. Uh, but now you take a look at this team firing on all cylinders. Uh, some would say the most complete team in the NFL. Should we be placing our futures bets on the Dallas Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl? Well, what can you get right now for the Cowboys to win? Plus a thousand here to win the Super Bowl? To uh, win you know, or yeah. just to win the AFC? I mean the NFC. Well, well, I think that I think to win the NFC, you're looking at what about plus six hundred somewhere in that in that ballpark. Yeah, plus five, plus five hundred to win the NFC. Yeah, yeah I, I I think that's value, Scott. I do because right now they're sitting in the two seed. Okay, I don't think that Green Bay is going to lose to Minnesota. Uh, I'm assuming that Green Bay is going to lock up that one seed. Okay. Dallas is going to play hard for that, too, because you can see the splits and how much better they have been. I know Denver came in there, punched them in the face a little bit. But past that, Dallas has been really good at home, and they want to be there for, at, for that wild card weekend and host that game. And then if they win that, they want to host the next one against who the lesser of the two divisional winners is to move on. So that if they have one big game of the road, that would be at Lambeau Field, theoretically, if they don't get bumped off. And if Green Bay gets knocked off, Scott, well, then all roads go through Jarrett World. And as you saw with Dak, I, I said it to you last week on the, the show, Scott, my concern with Dak was his mental, not his physical. I think now he realizes his physicals are just, uh, they're just fine. He could run. You saw mobile Dak Prescott on Sunday, early on when the game was still in the balance. It wasn't very long when it was in the balance. But that's the Dak Prescott. When he plays like that, this team's unbeatable. You see what Tank Lawrence has done on the defensive line, and certainly Micah Parsons, He's a lot for rookie of the year. He's on the short list for defensive player of the year. His, his stats is a rookie stack up with LT stats. I mean, that's how dominant he's been his rookie year. You just haven't seen this in generations. And, oh, we haven't even mentioned Trayvon Diggs. So you look at the, the really, there are not a lot of weaknesses. Yeah, you can still try to get Dallas in the back four and try to go win a shootout. Good luck. Ezekiel Elliott running the way he did. I, I call him a fullback just to motivate him. Not that he listens to me, but that's, <laughs> that's the best fullback in the league right now. And Pollard with that one-two punch. And they're, I mean, tight ends, wide receivers up the wazoo. I mean, they can go, we can go four deep on you. So with the offensive line, Tyron Smith isn't even back yet. He's coming back. He's going to the Hall of Fame at left tackle. So I get it. Dallas, I'll make your jokes because they have been. They, they always figure out a way to lose, right? Hey, to me, at plus 500 right now to win the NFC, plus 1,000 to win the Super Bowl, it's going to go down, kids. That value is going to go away in a week or two when they lock up that number two seed. And God forbid Green Bay slips up, all roads go through Dallas. God, they are real live dog. Would you lay the five and a half this Sunday against the Cardinals? Here's what I'm going to do, and you can get some of these at uh, Circus Sportsbook because, you know, we seem to go there uh, quite a bit. You can get five-point teasers, Scotty. Yes, you so can. So I'm going to play Dallas on a five-point tease here and make this a half-point game and make it an Al Davis just win, baby. 
That's all I want, and I'll find a dance partner uh, with the Cowboys. But, yes, I think they, they're going to win this game. I, if you've watched Arizona, it's not so much even what has happened to Arizona without DeAndre Hopkins. Look, it's just not the same offense. And Kyler Murray went in there last year, and they destroyed the Cowboys. That was a different defense with Mike Nolan versus what Dan Quinn has this year. So I think there's going to be all kinds of new looks for Kyler Murray and company. And if James Conner, who was out last week, let's see if he is back, he does make a big difference to our offense as well. So I'm expecting a much better effort out of them than what the Washington football team could do on Sunday night. But like I just said, line them up. I mean, let's go. You know, people say, well, what about this team? If you want to be the best team in Dallas right now, on paper, is as good as any team in the NFL. And I don't care, Buccaneers, Packers, Rams, Bills, Chiefs, you name it, Scott, that roster went healthy. And most of that's been accumulated through the draft by the Joneses, Stephen and Jerry. I give them crazy kudos for putting this football team together and having them right now peaking. Uh, and as long as Dak can stay healthy and mentally know that his body can hold up so he can get out of the pocket, there's just not a lot of holes there that I see. You ready for your dance partner? And you got to hold your nose. Oh, no. Take the Chargers down and just have the Chargers to win against the Broncos. I actually like that play, Scott. They can't play much worse than they did against Houston. They really can't. And if boy genius part Trey is going to be considered a boy genius, and remember, he won coach of the year after week three, I think it was, in Kansas City. We all everybody just anointed him. And, hey, here's the guy and analytics. and all, just, just roll over for Brandon Staley. There's been a number of football games where his football, forget about analytics, they haven't been ready to play. So when you can't, when you go to Houston and get, you know, mollywopped by the Texans, I, that that's unacceptable. So if Brandon Staley, and I think he's going to be a good coach, I kid on him, but Scott, I'm going to give the, uh, get on the young guys in this league. Uh, like let's let's learn to walk uh, before we really start to fly and, and start to maybe uh, read our press clippings and all those things. They got a talented football team there as well. Austin Eckler coming back this week will make a big difference. I like that play. I, they, they should go ahead and handle the Broncos there. So let's find that five-point dance partner with Dallas, and let's go, Chargers, and don't let me down again. <laughs> uh, give me about 30 seconds. Who wins the AFC North? Oh, man. You know, I, I don't put anything past the Pittsburgh Steelers, but no, I think it is going to be the Bengals. Uh, you were on this a couple weeks ago. We were on the show together, uh, and you were right on about this Bengal team, so I give you kudos. I do think right now they are the most talented. I, I worry about the defense a little bit, Scotty, but that offense right now, as we saw, 525, my goodness, that's a statement. You know, I can make the argument for the Cleveland Browns. All they need to do is win their final two games and hope that the Bengals lose to the Chiefs here on Sunday. And Cleveland like, is your division I, I, champs. I like the Bengals to win outright. I'm not even going to say but I like the Bengals to get that dumb money line, Scott. I really do. <laughs> uh, Dave, uh, hang on for me, please, because we got to talk a little college football on the other side. Uh, definitely want to get your thoughts on the playoff games coming up here on Friday, New Year's Eve, and why I hate the fact that these games are on New Year's Eve once again. I'm Scott Seidenberg. <laughs> He's Dave Ross. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Satterberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Rejoined now by our very own host of betting across America, the Green Zone and First Strike. He is Dave Ross. And Dave, let's shift gears and get into college football and answer me this uh-huh. question Why in is the there- world? Did we bet on Mike Leach's Mississippi State Bulldogs today? Oh, we took a bath with the Pirates tonight. I bought in. I watched the press conferences this week. He's calling out the hierarchy of Texas Tech. They're liars. He's still got the active lawsuit going up against the university. And I'm like, you know, his kids watch that. They're there, too. So they're going to go out there and just put a number on Texas Tech, six and six. Study companies leaving the program. I mean, everything just laid out there perfectly for the pirate to get his revenge. He needs to walk the plank after that performance. Scott, I knew after the first drive when they couldn't stop the run. Yeah. The pass, they couldn't stop the run. Texas Tech just jams it down their throat, seven nothing. They get to midfield in their first drive and have to punt. I went, oh, I'm cooked. I mean, covering ten, forget about it. Never had a shot. Get blown out completely in the game. And at that point, Scott. I'm glad it turned out the way it did because there was just no suspense in it. And you know how it is. If they had come back and won by four, I would have been more upset about that. So I'm glad that if we're going to be in the wrong side, at least the Pirate got punched right in the mouth. (laughs) Three games on Wednesday, tentatively, because we were supposed to have four, but the Fenway Bowl got canceled. uh, And hopefully Mm -hmm. we will have the remaining three being played on Wednesday. I'm on Oklahoma. I absolutely love them in this game against Oregon. Do you like the Sooners? Are you on the other side? Is there another game that you'd like better than that here on Wednesday's slip? I'm actually with you on the Sooners. And again, we were both on Minnesota. So I thought our radar was kind of on tonight. We hit three out of the four. But, you you know, we're, you can get to be perfectionist. You want to hit them all. I like Oklahoma in this spot, too. Uh, I think with the coaching change at Oregon, I do wonder who's on the way out, who's on the way in. Uh, certainly Oklahoma now, you look at it and say, okay, Lincoln's gone. And now it's the new program. I don't think it'll be as transitional as what Oregon's going through. And I think they really want to say we're still 
Oklahoma. And we're going to prove it to you this week against Oregon. I think these kids want to play. I think these kids want to play for Stoops also. They want to impress the big guy. When you have a legend that literally walks back in, like if he like, you know, Mike Bellotti or I I don't know, there was rumors about Chip Kelly. But when you do have Bob Stoops, uh, still a living legend in Lincoln, coming out and said, yeah, I'll coach these kids. Let's go. I'm right there with you. I think they put up a big number in Oregon. I think they get the offense on track. Uh, I'd be really surprised if they came out and lay an egg. So to me, I think the Sooners is the only right spot and the only right side to be on in this one. One of my favorite spots of this bowl season was the Rose Bowl. I took Utah money line when it was plus 250. Um, but that line has gone down now because of the news of uh, Chris Olave and others opting out. But all, you know, the past couple of weeks, I've been reading all the stories here, you know, whether it's uh, Ohio State giving back over 7,000 tickets because they couldn't sell them mm-hmm. to this game, mm-hmm. Utah selling over 27,000 and asking for more. Uh, wow. <laughs> their first Rose Bowl ever as a program. You know the fan base is driving down there. You know that Ohio State really doesn't care about being in this game. The opt-outs plus Ryan Day is he could be going to the Chicago Bears. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) Do you you think the Utes uh, beat the Buckeyes here? Yeah, I got got Utah earlier at the better number as well. So I had them up at six and a half. Liked them a lot before we heard about Alave and the rest uh, and all the the, the changes there at Ohio State and potential changes to come there. And look, I get it. Ohio State reloads. They don't rebuild. They're going to reload. But Utah, right now, this is the best version of Utah that you're getting that we've seen all season, right? You don't have to go that far back to when they played Alabama in a game that Alabama clearly wasn't up for, Utah was, and they ran them out of, out of, off the field that night. I don't think they're going to run Ohio State off the field, but I think they absolutely, uh, if not win this game, certainly sprinkle a little bit on the money line. But again, now down to four and a half, you're probably losing that great value you had now. I think it's about plus 155. But certainly, I think there's still a money line play. And grab those four and a half points. As long as that thing stays over 3-4 and you're getting over that field goal, man, I'm taking those points. Uh, but again, I'm already pretty good in my position at six and a half here. But I am also going to play the money line, which I had not played uh, last week. But I still will play that money line a b- little bit there. I just think that they're going to be the more motivated team. And I think they want to show Ohio State, Big Ten, hey, we might not get the acclaim out here, but we're just as good, if not better, than you. And we got athletes, too. So you had Ohio State giving back 7,000 7, tickets. The Utah wow. Athletic Department announced last Wednesday that they have sold 32,319 <laughs> tickets to this game. That's going to be a different shade of red. That's not going to be Scarlet. That's not going to be Scarlet and Gray in there, baby. That's going to be huge. Yeah, uh, I, I, look, that, that matters to kids. Yes, of course it matters. <laughs> that absolutely matters. So I'm not sleeping on that at all. I love the use in this spot. Scott, can I tell you about the game I'm starting to get really nervy about? And Please. I haven't played it yet. Well, because, look, I was the smart guy, and I said when this line came out at 13 and a half, I'm just going to hold, like Braveheart hold, and I'm going to hold and hold and hold because I know I'll get 15, 16 when all that sharp money comes in on Alabama. God, it hasn't happened. Hmm. It's not moving. It's staying at 13, 13 and a half, and now I'm getting nervous, right? Because I've loved Cincinnati in this spot since the matchup was announced. Because I think position to position, they actually can hang with Alabama. 
Now, obviously, Desmond Ritter might be playing on Sundays, too, okay? He's not Bryce Young. He's Eisen Trophy winner. We get that. But think about the struggles Alabama had. And I know Cincinnati had theirs down the stretch. But I think they were different struggles. One is a program that, like, Auburn should have beat them. I mean, the Auburn, the, the Iron Bowl was lost. And Alabama would not have been in a position to, even be, to be in the college football playoff if they can't do a little bit better with, with clock management down the stretch. I mean, that, that is something that I'm sure Auburn fans will be thinking about for a decade plus, okay? Cincinnati was a team to me that was still trying to learn, like, hey, are we really this good? And then the last couple of weeks, they showed it. They said, all right, the competition got better. They got better. They got a lot better. Scott, I do like them. I'd love to get 14. Can I get 14 and a half here? Can it please, can that Alabama sharp money come in? I'm waiting, 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 and I'm about to lose my patience here. 13 and a half does scare me. But I think the Bearcats is a side I still have to be on. What scares me is, is Cincinnati this year's Clemson? You know, Clemson Mm. last year played in a bad conference. Notre Dame was in their conference because of the COVID rules. Those teams split, right? Notre Dame won the game during the regular season, and then Clemson blew them out in the ACC championship game. So everyone's like, hey, Clemson hasn't been tested this year, but then they answered the bell, right? They answered the call in the ACC title game, and they they beat Notre Dame 34-10. to 10. But then right. what happened when they went to the college football playoff? Well, Ohio State blew the doors off of them. Yeah, and they, and they really pressured Trevor Lawrence. Remember that? I mean, they were just hitting that kid repeatedly. So I, My thing I, is, I'm just a little nervous, like – you know, none of is, the college football playoff. Is Alabama's playoff, this, that good? Is, is what? Good, Scott? Is Alabama's defense that good? I mean, I they're, they're, they're not Georgia's play. defense, but they are good. No, they are. But, but I think Cincinnati's defense, again, different conference, I guess, yep. not SEC. But I think their defense is going to surprise people. I think the speed of, of Cincinnati's defense and the disguises that Luke Fickle's going to have, and I, I get it, it's Nick Saban, right? Luke Fickle, this isn't some bomb off the street. Uh, that's going to be a matchup match of better wits than I think people think. I really do give them a puncher's chance in here. Again, I'd love to get it to 14, 14 and a half. But I think the speed of, of, of Cincinnati's defense is going to surprise uh, Bryce Young in that offense just a little bit. And they struggled in a couple key spots offensively. And certainly the Auburn game was the game they struggled the most. Well, here's how I played the game because uh, I'm afraid of both sides. Uh, I, I just play. I think I the game goes over to me. Um, yeah, I took yeah. The, I took the over in both games, and if you look at the history of the college football playoff, the overs have dominated in the college football playoff semifinals. Dominated, like okay, last year we, we had, the Alabama game was thirty-one fourteen, but right. Ohio State beat Clemson forty-nine twenty-eight. The year before that, LSU sixty-three twenty-eight, twenty-nine twenty-three, Clemson Ohio State forty-five thirty-four, Alabama Oklahoma. 54-48, you know, tw- 31. Like, these games are high scoring, and I think Cincinnati can score on them, and I think Alabama scores as well. I, I, I like that side, too. I, I think that the total might be the right play there. I am still going to play Cincinnati, and, and look, it might be a good in-game spot here, and you wait and see how the, the, the tone and tenor of the first quarter goes. But I, if Cincinnati can hang in there early, I don't think they're going to go away. That's the one thing. I, I don't think this could be one of those – are they slowly get mauled to death by big, bad Alabama? Yeah. I think if they show up in that first – now, Bryce Young comes out, hits him over the top, and all of a sudden it's 14 nothing. Yeah, that could be the case. Well, what I'm saying that, is that, could, that could be the case. But, 
We, we will certainly yes. be looking forward to see what happens, Dave. I appreciate the time as always, yes, my Dave. friend. This is Vsin. Yes, sir. This is Vsin. Vsin. Yes, sir. This is Vsin. Vsin. Yes, sir. This is Vsin. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare